Welcome to Camthropod, the Cambridge Anthropology podcast. This is episode one, Gogo Breeze and Radio Kinship, by Harry Englund. One talk, one time, it's enough. Temba napita kwa mai acha nati. Kodi mai, suja ndakuzani kuti ndi chinyama chija. Chikuti ndawe angasi na kwa neyo kwa tira. Ndi zimba neka ine kuti tupiranga nilokuwa nila kuti nikoza kukwatila inde ndiku msunga wa mkazi Koma mwanawana amene mkune na kuti ndiye amene anaambira kuturuka mimba mwanu Akuti na kuti taweanga sita kwane Wandiwona bwanji ineyo kuti taweanga sita kwane popeza ni zimba neka Amai yache anati Chomwa kuza chajenchomwecho Dikira Go go breeze the most popular radio personality in Zambia's eastern province, tells here a story about a woman who gave birth to a dog. She and her husband had suffered from infertility for a long time, and the gossip in the village had become increasingly brutal. It was suggested that if she was ever to give birth, it would not be to a real child, but to the spirit of someone else's child she had killed. When she eventually gave birth to a dog, she herself was convinced that she had been the victim of an occult attack by her malicious neighbors. But she swore to raise the dog as her child and gave him the name Ajaje, the stranger. By using this name, she wanted to remind her neighbors, some of whom were her relatives, that they were strangers to herself by having inflicted such misfortune on her. But when she later gave birth to a normal baby son, the dog Ajaje turned out to be a most caring and wise elder brother who guided his brother to adulthood, marriage and prosperity, only to face a tragic end when his moral authority was abused by his younger brother's jealous in-laws. My name is Harry England. I'm a social anthropologist who has worked with Gogo Breeze and others at Breeze FM, a privately owned radio station in Zambia's eastern province. Coco Breeze's multivocal programs give us a perspective on the moral and political conditions of having a voice in a newly democratizing country. Dato Dato Sopo? Very good. Uli gradi shinjwe? Fourteen. Uli gradi fourteen ka? Wapitanga huwemu ya suwe gradi fourteen. Aticha wako ni manizina? Aticha mola. Aticha? Mola. Mola. Ndiya aticha wako hai? Rumba uya uzi ziva nkuku? Nkuku uzi ziva jamimu. Hina mendanganji nkuku? Gogo Breeze, whose real name is Grayson Peter Nyozani Mwale, is a retired school teacher who only became a radio personality in 2003, when this radio station, Breeze FM, got started in Chebata, a town in Zambia's predominantly rural eastern province. 
He is neither the founder nor the owner of the station, but an example of the local talent that the founder was able to discover in Chipata when he retired there to start the station after a career in broadcasting in the capital, Lusaka. Gogo Breeze takes his radio name from the name of the station and from Gogo, a Chinyanja term for grandparent. Gogo Breeze is his listener's grandfather. His presence on air includes a variety of programs, not only the ones where he tells fictional stories, but also his encounters with people, women and men, boys and girls, in the streets, markets and villages. And above all, his weekly letters program, where he replies to listeners' letters and phone calls. A female member of staff, whom he calls his granddaughter, reads out the letters for him before he begins to answer. Akazi, pamosi ni wana, rufuna unitawa, jifuwa nchanjala. Gogo Breeze erupted here into laughter when the granddaughter read out a letter about destitution. The letter writer, a man of 46 years, complained that his wife and children wanted to leave him because of hunger in their house. I don't have anything at all, the man wrote. What makes me laugh in this case is that there is hunger in his house, the grandfather says after suppressing his laughter. That is hardly a very compassionate thing for a grandfather to say. But as he goes on to explain, the letter does not say much beyond stating this tragicomic state of affairs. The grandfather asks the letter writer to come to see him because he is not able to advise him on the basis of this letter. Gogo Breeze often responds to his listeners' evocation of victimhood and destitution with humor before he starts drawing them into his world of mass-mediated kinship. No one, not even the officials and employers he visits on behalf of his listeners, can escape this application of kinship terms and the obligations they evoke. Even the anthropologist, dragged into the studio rather against his will, becomes Gogo Breeze's fellow grandfather. The grievances that the radio grandfather receives regularly take him away from the studio to governmental and non-governmental offices and to private businesses to investigate the claims. Gogo Breeze is an established feature of the moral and political landscape of authorities one might turn to in Eastern Province, and in many ways rather more influential than understaffed government departments and localized village headmen. He reminds the powerful of their obligations towards those who have suffered injustices. He draws them all into webs of mutual dependence and makes himself vulnerable to precisely the kinds of expectations of moral authority that he attributes to others. Investor, 
investor huyo ni kutitiripe mazambi anzamenanga kuweza kupika nzima ah a letter has arrived complaining about the treatment of workers at a cotton processing company in Chipata. The company management is Chinese. Kogo Breeze remarks to the granddaughter that investors supposedly come to Zambia to cook nsima, thick maize porridge, the staple food without which no meal is complete. But are there no Zambians who know how to cook nsima, he asks. He says he better stop there before his remarks cause misfortune but in his world of mass mediated kinship it is not the chinese he turns to but the government he like the workers appeals to the government as a parent whose obligation it is to intervene if the children suffer the chinese who keep themselves to themselves get no further mention in the language of kinship Workers' voices get broadcast in the news when the dispute becomes a matter of public concern. They ask for better bosses to be sent to replace the ones who currently torment them. Their pleas combine labor rights with a strong emphasis on mutual dependence between bosses and workers. And when they address the government as their parent and refer to themselves as children, they speak in the same language of mass-mediated kinship as Gogo Breeze. Voice here is not simply the individual capacity to form and express opinions as voice is often thought to be when it is used as a metaphor common in campaigns to give voice to the voiceless the workers speak for themselves but their capacity to do so and the idioms in which they make their voices heard draw on the radio grandfather's moral authority to assemble multiple voices in a polyphonic or multivocal expression of claims and grievances in another controversy gogo breeze investigates the complaint that when people bring maize to local mills to get flour they are asked to pay extra if they also want to take the maize husks with them although it is a byproduct of the milling process in one sense maize husks carry value because they can be fed to domestic animals and are even consumed by humans during severe food shortages the radio grandfather's investigative journalism seeks to hear all sides in this as in other disputes his programs are multivocal but here is an example of voice not in its metaphoric sense but voice as a sonic phenomenon that generates specific moral and affective states when confronting a mill owner Kogo Breeze's tone of voice leaves no doubt about whose side he is on in the dispute. At first, the mill owner insists that maize husks indeed belong to him, but Kogo Breeze shouts at him, asking how is Gaga maize husks the property of the mill owner when he does not have maize and warns the mill owner against stealing from his customers. Ah, 
Gogo Breeze uses his late evening shift at the radio station to invite phone calls about this controversy. Unusually among phone-in programs at this as other stations in Zambia, the callers include women. Indeed, the customers bringing maize to, to be milled are normally women. The radio grandfather's voice becomes soothing when he takes these calls during his late evening shift, addressing the women as mothers and wishing them good night, while assuring them that he will stay on air to bring this controversy to its conclusion. By attending to these sonic as well as metaphoric senses of voice, we can gain a perspective on how the exercise of free speech might depend on the moral authority to assemble voices over the airwaves. If that moral authority bears more than a trace of the ethos of public service, the example of Breeze FM also urges us to recognize how public service may have become, in this instance, a feature of the market. Above all, as we listen to Kogo Breeze bid good night, we can hear and feel how the radio, not only in Zambia but all over the world, is uniquely poised to create public intimacy. <laughs> Or Tinipita Gunba Gona, you know your Gona and Makam Torino. Zuko can be the Pajama 